Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Friends, welcome back to a fresh episode of The Wake Up Call with yours truly, Jesse Fuller, your host. This episode is going to punch you square in the teeth. I'm here to give you a truth bomb you don't want to hear, but you need to hear. The fact is this. Most people, if they train in a gym, at home, or some kind of facility, they don't train hard enough. That's the truth. You likely aren't training to a high enough intensity. And I can prove it. The reason that I say I can prove it is over the last 13, 14 years of being a personal trainer and coach, I've seen all scopes of people. I've seen beginners who have never set foot in a gymnasium. I've worked with people who've dabbled, you know, maybe they did limited high school. Maybe they did a little bit with their sporting team. Maybe they did the group fitness thing. Maybe their friend dragged them across to a boot camp. And maybe, not even maybe, and everything in between. I've seen it all. I've seen people who have not touched a weight in their life, and I've worked with people who've done it for a decade plus. And the fact is, you have more to give. You can train harder. And my hope that by the end of this episode is that you will come to that same conclusion. So how do I know that you're not training hard enough? Well, first of all, let's go through the different types of mechanisms or strategies, ways to actually identify how hard you are training and different ways we can quantify training intensity and the amount of effort that you're giving in a given workout. The first is what is known as RPE, rate of perceived exertion. This is basically a difficulty level from zero, the easiest thing you've ever done in the world, to 10, the hardest, most demanding, challenging thing you have ever experienced in your entire life. We have what is known as RIR, reps in reserve. So let's say, for example, your target rep range is eight to 10, and you get 10. Then I ask you at the end of the set, Jimmy, you did 10 reps there. How many do you have in reserve? And you, Jimmy, proceed to tell me, I could do another two or three. Cool, that's great information for me to put in my back pocket and establish, hey, if that's a consistent theme, we're looking for eight to 10, and you've consistently got two to three reps in your reserve, that weight might be a little bit too light for you. Or maybe we need to fine tune something to squeeze more out of those eight to 10 reps that we're actually targeting. We can also use a subjective response. Hey, Jimmy, those squats that you did, they looked real nice, man. Very happy with them. Tell me, how did that feel for you? Was that easy, medium, or hard? And you might proceed to tell me, uh, yeah, you know, it was a, that was a good medium. 
you know, pushed me a bit, but, you know, it wasn't like I had to really strain. So, yeah, I'd say that was a good medium. Okay, fantastic. This is another piece of data. This is another piece of information that I'm going to use to determine the intensity of that given exercise on that training day. Another common way that we can establish your training intensity and the difficulty and the level that you're actually working at is through percentages. Using a percentage of your one rep max. So let's say for example, you're doing back squats and you decide you wanna go real heavy. You might be working at 90% of your one rep max. Or maybe you're doing some deadlifts and you're at the start of a training block and you think, okay, I just wanna build my base. I want a nice big base so I can build up to a nice high peak. You might start working at 70 to 75% of your one rep max and do some higher rep work. That's cool. And maybe you wanna build a really big bench press. So you might be at you know that 80 to 85% range where you're doing some real high quality reps, but just a handful of them. Maybe it's you know three reps. So percentages are a nice way to quantify you know, how difficult, how high on that scale of effort you're giving. We also have muscular failure. On the exercise in question, did the target muscle give out before anything else? So let's say, for example, you're doing RDLs, you're doing Romanian deadlifts. The target muscles are the posterior chain. It's everything on the rear. It's your hamstrings and it's your glutes. There's a little bit of lower back involvement, but it's not the primary muscle group, okay? So if we're doing an RDL, my main focus as a coach is, hey, let's put some stress, let's put some tension into your hammies. And if you tell me, hey, coach, uh, my hamstrings didn't really get a lot, but fuck, my lower back's killing me. All right, that tells me that that's a technique issue. Maybe the weight is too heavy for you, or maybe we just need to fine tune the way that you're actually doing those reps. And that can be part of it as well. Maybe you are giving good effort and working very hard, but in the wrong areas. Does that make sense? So if we need to understand first and foremost, all right, this is really important, so please pay attention. We need to first establish when doing a given exercise, what is the target muscle group? So if we're doing a Romanian deadlift, I want a shitload of tension and muscular stress on your hamstrings, your glutes, your trunk, so your lower back, your stomach, and your lats, they are working isometrically, they're contracting, but not moving the entire time. They are not the primary muscle group. They are stabilizers. Lower back, abdominals, midsection, and lats are secondary. The primary muscle groups are hamstrings, ding, 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 and glutes. Those are the two big ticket items of a Romanian deadlift. And if you're not feeling the work in those areas, I'm gonna put a bit of a bet on that you're doing it incorrectly. So that's muscular failure. We need to make sure that the target muscles are actually doing all the fucking work or the majority of the work, okay? We then have technical failure, a little bit different. So let's use a different exercise to paint this picture here. If we're doing that real heavy bench press, 
okay? Did you lift so heavy that your technique broke down before the muscles did? And this, when it comes to technical failure, this generally happens with higher weights, heavier weights, okay? It doesn't generally happen with light weights for high reps, generally, okay? Muscles generally give out when we start programming in that fashion. But technical failure, did your technique break down or start to change before anything else, before the muscles did? If so, that tells us, okay, that weight, that load, that intensity is quite high for you. Does that make sense? I'm hoping you can kind of see the different ways and ideas of gauging, okay, that was easy, that was medium, that was hard, okay? There are other ways to push yourself beyond that standard work or that level of intensity, okay? Overload techniques to push beyond your threshold. Drop setting, doing pyramids, doing something like running the rack, starting with a real heavy weight, going to a lighter weight, going to a lighter weight, going to a lighter weight. So you accumulate more and more volume, more repetitions. So as the level of fatigue goes up, the level of repetitions goes down. It allows you to accumulate a higher workload with a very low or a lower percentage or lower, yeah, lower percentage of risk injury, okay? Now, coming to the crux of the matter here, I said that I don't believe you're training hard and that I can prove it. And this is, how I'm going to do that. One tactic that I like to use with my students is directly after a set, I'll ask them a series of questions. How many more reps could you do? And they will give me a number. One, two, three, six, ten, none. They'll give me a number, quantifiable digit, some data, concrete information. Hey, Jimmy, if I didn't say stop, what number could you get to? So you did eight, but if I didn't say stop, where could you get to? What do you reckon? Hey, you just did, you know, six reps, but if I said, hey, you've got to keep going to 10, do you think you could get there? Is that possible? If it was just for one set, could you do that? Yes or no? Now, the big one is this. If your life was on the line, would your answer be different? If I pointed a gun at your head and your life depended on it, what is the maximum number of repetitions that you could give me? Yes, it's a theoretical question. No, I don't have a gun where I can actually wield it and hold it right up against your forehead. But that is a way to actively start to paint a different picture. Okay, the circumstances change. Fuck, okay, the incentive is a lot different. It's not just, oh, one set, it's fuck. This is life or death here. Could you do more? When I ask my students that question, invariably, the answer is always more. I could do more reps, whether it's one, whether it's two, whether it's three, whether it's, okay, look, if it's for one set, I'm either gonna live or die by this, I'll give you fucking six more. I'll give you 10 more. That's what happens. That's the power of reframing 
and looking through this situation through a different lens. You can do more. You must do more. And here's the thing. Maybe it's only one extra rep that you get. Maybe it's two reps. Or maybe it is the case of, look, I've never had to think about doing it like that. Jesse, nobody has ever asked me or told me, all right, doing this set of squats here, you can't put this weight down. If you can't give me five extra reps, you're dead. I've never had anybody frame or phrase a question to me like that. So look, if that's what's at stake here, yes, I'll do five more. Look, if I absolutely have to and my legs are going to fall off, I'll give you 10 more reps. But the bottom line is this. When push comes to shove, you can always do more than you think. And you can do that by simply reframing the situation that you're in. Want to know how I know you can do more reps? It's by asking better questions. When you do that, when you ask more specific and more valuable questions, you get better answers and therefore better results. Your brain is the governor. It tells the rest of your body what to do, at what level, for how long. It also says when to stop. Unless you change the lens that you look through and what's at stake. If what's at stake is, hey, it's only one set, nobody gives a shit, you know, coach isn't looking or, oh, I got a little bit hard, so I'll just, you know, I'll put the weight down now. Yeah, sure, you probably won't get any more reps. And that's probably the reason you're progressing at a fucking snail's pace. Or the reason you've hit a plateau is because you're not willing to work fucking hard. It's a little bit hard. It's a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Roger that. Noted. Fucking keep going. Squats are meant to work your legs. All right? A chest press is meant to work your chest. Oh, the chest muscles are hurting. Fucking good. It's working the exact areas you want. Keep going. Unless your technique turns to absolute dog shit, keep pushing. Work through the intensity. Work through that muscular discomfort. Learn how to train like a fucking animal. It drives me insane seeing people training at such a fucking low level of intensity because you have the capacity. You have the potential. It's right there just waiting to be fucking unlocked. As soon as things get difficult, you give up. How embarrassing. How fucking sad. As soon as things get difficult, you give up. You throw in the towel and you say, that's me done. I'll, I'll tap out now. Your brain remembers this response. Oh, I got a little bit difficult. That's enough for me. I've had enough. I'll just, I'll check out now. Thank you. So the next time that you do that exercise or you get to that level of discomfort, that pathway in your brain kicks in and your brain remembers it and it acts in that same fashion, in that same response. Okay, this is difficult. This is hard. I must stop. That's the sequence. That's the order of events. So to change the outcome, you must short circuit that response by asking the question, what am I going to do here in this situation? I'm doing my exercises. It's getting difficult. I'm reaching that high number of reps or that heavy weight. What will I do here? 
Will I give in? Will I pause, take a few breaths, regroup, or will I keep going? Just because it gets difficult, it doesn't mean you need to stop. Just take three breaths and then keep going. Because this is what happens, my friend. When you start pushing through muscular discomfort, great things start to happen within your body, all right? When you start pushing beyond your level of discomfort, your body starts changing. Your brain, your mindset, your mental resilience starts to develop. You realize that your physical capacity is much higher than you believe it is. You start building mental resilience to go through discomfort and not avoid it, to not bypass it, to not get off the fucking track. You're on train tracks, you're going fucking straight ahead. If there's a brick wall, you go through it. I'm not saying train through pain. I'm saying when things get challenging, when you meet that muscular discomfort, you can either get off the fucking train and stop moving forwards to where you want to go, or you can persevere and come out the other side. And you will also notice that your muscles get stronger and more robust when they're faced with either real heavy fucking weights that require you to give a lot of effort or when you have to do high rep work and it's just slow and monotonous and it's one rep after another and the breathing starts getting labored and you get tired and you just want to check out mentally you're just like i've had enough now i want to put these weights down no concentrate see the set through till the fucking end place them down with care then relax do the work all of the work in its entirety during the working set. Then when you arrive at your rest period, rest, chill out, check out, switch off mentally. That's cool. Not a problem. Please enjoy. So the next time you go to train, the next time you have a workout, ask yourself this question. And this is an important question. If you want to write this down, please do. The next time you go to train or the next time you've got a workout, ask yourself this question. If someone had a gun pointed at you and the only way that they are going to let you live is to do more reps, could you do it? The answer is almost always yes. You have to frame it in such a way that you don't check out at the first sign of distress or discomfort. Muscular discomfort is part and parcel of strength training. If you're not up for that, if you're not willing and prepared to go through that little bit of discomfort to get the results, building strength, stronger, bigger, more resilient muscles, then hey, I'm sorry to say, you don't deserve them. That's the price to pay. And we all have to pay it. No one is exempt. Nobody gets a free fucking pass here. So you've got a gun pointed at your head. You've got to do more reps. That's it or you're fucking dead. Could you do more? The answer is generally yes. So I'd like to see you push yourself and see where it takes you. You will be pleasantly surprised. If you loved the wake up call, found it entertaining or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.